Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, ever since I've been on the jockstraps of all the corrupt, inefficient, in denial elected officials here in the state of New York, from Buffalo to Brooklyn, all of them denying what is transpiring right in front of us. Maybe the greatest invasion of uh, New York State in its history, illegal aliens flooding in. And we're paying the freight. And when we start to do the deep dive and say, where's all of our tax dollars going? Because it's New York City taxpayers that are paying for the bulk of this. We can't get any answers. So we put together the team of Sliwa and Sliwa. We are the demolition crew. I've got my boots on the ground. You know, that's what I do. And Nancy Sliwa, my wife, is up in the suites, and she's doing the deep dive, all while going through a battery of medical tests about coronary issues that she has. Wherever she goes, she's got her laptop, because she's breaking news almost as we speak. This morning, on her way to her coronary tests, a battery of them, uh, she uh, had to deal with uh, what so many women in New York City and the five boroughs deal with. Men wanting to prove to her, yes, Lou, that they not they are not suffering from erectile dysfunction. So they got their three-piece set in their hands, and I'm not talking about a knife, a spoon, and a fork. And they are manipulating themselves, pleasurizing themselves right there. In the old days, we would have said, hey, guy, come here. And with a baseball bat right between your eyes, put that blankety-blank back in your pants. But nobody wants to do anything anymore. Mind your own business. Fear and flight. That's why these office buildings are so empty. Because the bulk, the majority of the office workers, the workers in general, are women. And they not only have to deal with the normal day-to-day crowd. You saw the woman got pushed into the train at 63rd and Lex, she'll probably be crippled for life. The same Q platform that the demonstrators, the socialists, those who want to support crime, and not a Marine who did what he had to do to control an emotionally disturbed person who was a threat to everybody, including himself, right on that same platform. And don't kid yourself in this macho, maniacal world of guys. If there are no women in nightlife, 
There is no nightlife. If there are no women at the bars, the guys aren't going to be there. So let's not kid ourselves. This city will never return until women feel safe. And my wife had to go through that today on that F train where a guy was jacking off in front of her. Crazy, right? This happens every day. Anyway, let's get to the deep dive. So far, Nancy has spent about seven days trying to peel back the layers like an artichoke, like an onion of all the money that has left our city tax base that we pay for and gone into the hands of the corrupt Pakistani government. If you've ever been uh, dealing with uh, the government in Istanbul with all the changes, they are one of the most corrupt in the world. Well, I think maybe Romania, Bulgaria, Somalia, you know, they might compete. It's totally corrupt. We just handed over $225 million in a three-year lease from the city of New York to the Pakistan International Airlines, which is owned and operated by the corrupt Pakistani government. And as Nancy did her deep dive, she discovered that all of a sudden, this is not listed as a shelter. This uh, Roosevelt Hotel is now listed under the title of Humanitarian Emergency Response and Relief Center. They created this fake, phony, fraudulent title so that they don't have to reveal where the money is going to. In fact, just listen to Mayor Eric Adams. This is his battle cry. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. That's what he's always been about. You elected him, you're now going to have to suffer the consequences. But we're going to try to trace this money. This is what Nancy has found to date. That both contracts signed by New York City for humanitarian emergency response and relief centers, in addition to hotel room rentals, are highly mysterious in terms of specific line items. A full accounting of the myriad costs associated with housing the illegal aliens and providing them with services services has not yet been released by the city, and hotel room rates are redacted from most publicly released contracts. Why are they redacted? Now, have you heard any of our elected officials, Republican or Democrat, bring this to your attention? Of course not. Because they're just issuing press releases all the time and acting like they're really defending us from this invasion and the theft of valuable tax dollars that New York City is paying. And that means if you're a resident here or you pay taxes here. So yesterday, my Kumbadichich, Rudy Giuliani, investigated what so far has been produced by Nancy. And there's never been a better investigator in the history of our country having busted the five heads of organized crime than Rudy. This is what he said yesterday towards the end of his show. You can listen to Rudy three to four Monday through Fridays. And apparently, Lou, he has joined the demolition team of Sliwa and Sliwa, although we'll call it Giuliani, Sliwa and Sliwa. Now, here's the issue. I think that that contract's a $200 million contract. Do you think in a city of New York, $200 million contracts are given up with no bid? Do you think they're ever honest? 
You don't think uh, you should take a good look at where the money's going with this uh, um, homeless thing? Look at the scandal they had before Adams' election with the guy that supported Adams uh, that runs numerous homeless facilities in Brooklyn, and he feeds them, you know, food with lice in them. Oh, by the way, he, uh, this guy gets the money, $4 million, $5 million, $6 million, and here's how he uh, – here how, here's how, first of all, he pays himself a million dollars. Then he has to have security for his homeless facilities. His brother owns the security company. He's a silent owner. Uh, his wife owns the uh, owns the catering uh, business, and so on and so on. So he gets kickbacks from all that. I mean, they've been doing this since I prosecuted the Model Cities Administration case in 1970-71, which is why I left the Democratic Party. This is tailor-made. This money that he's putting into homelessness, this is tailor-made for the Democratic crooks. Rudy Giuliani. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Can't play it enough. On the day that Eric Adams was sworn into the state Senate, I believe the year was 2000, before a gaggle of family and friends of everyone else being sworn in, the press, lots of lobbyists who are ready to wine them, dine them, and pocket line them, these were his first words. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. It's Eric Adams and his cronies. Listen to Mayor Rudy Giuliani. He knows where all the bones are buried and who buried him. And he's joining the team of Sliwa and Sliwa to get down to where all the money went to. Because you know damn well it didn't just go to the corrupt government of Pakistan that owns the Hotel Roosevelt. Well, the contract I was uh, talking about, which has been uncovered by Nancy Sliwa, which is uh, Curtis's wife, who's a very fine lawyer, you should know, and uh, obviously has... Uh, in common with Curtis, that they have this uh, affinity for uh, just hating uh, dishonesty and corruption and crime, and just like I do. Well, the hotel, uh, the hotel uh, Roosevelt, from the best we can tell, is being leased out for two hundred and twenty-five million dollars. They're making nothing on it right now. Being leased out for two hundred and twenty-five million dollars for three years in a thousand rooms. They I said eight hundred, but a thousand rooms, and they're going to put the homeless people right in the middle of Manhattan. Yeah, great. They'll just be a few blocks from where they can steal all sorts of jewelry on 47th Street. Should be fun for them. Now, when I say that, you're going to say, oh, these are, you're, you're being so unfair. You don't like immigrants. You don't like migrants. You don't, oh, bull. I took care of a lot of immigrants when I was mayor of New York City. I had 400,000 illegals in the city. I didn't have this trouble because I dealt with it sensibly because I have a brain, unlike the guy in the, in the, in, 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 uh, Gracie Mansion now, and I'll go through my policy sometime, but they cured the city of homelessness, and it stayed that way until de Blasio came around. All of it. The, 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 the idea of this is crazy. There's going to be kickback money going all around the city based on this bull. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Let me warn you, Eric Adams. I got, I got the leads on this. 
I'm coming after you, your former chief of staff, Frank Caron, who now has a lobbying group. Just hired the former congressman, Max Rose, who got beat down by Congresswoman Maliotakis in his re-election bid. He's now working for Frank Caron. Hey, Eric Adams, you can run, you can hide behind your complexion, which is your protection. But I'm coming after all of you because I grew up in Canarsie, right in the shadow of the most corrupt of the many corrupt Democratic clubs. The Kennedy Club, right? Robert F. Kennedy Club, 92nd and Conklin. You know who was there? Frank Carone, his brother Anthony Carone, and all the lobbyists now who are making money hand over fist and ripping off us taxpayers. Coming after you, Eric Adams. Coming after you, Carone brothers. Coming after you, Max Rose. I will find out where all that money went, and it didn't just go to the corrupt Pakistani government. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. AOC, yeah, you know me. AOC, yeah, you know me. This was funny. Curtis is what Curtis was doing. I like this. AOC. Yeah, you know me. This is clever as far as Curtis goes. Over and over and over again. AOC. Yeah, you well, know you gotta me. Understand, he never stops. On the weekend, especially if he's filling in for me on a Friday, which was the case, he's got 25 hours to fill. So, I mean, a lot of that, 20 of those hours, is just repeating the same thing over and over again. You got, you get, you got two hours of original content multiplied by 20. That's what's going to happen. So uh, I, I I thought that was going to be much worse. That's actually pretty clever, I, and it is catchy. It, I must it, say it, it's really bad, and it's not catchy, and it was horrible. And I it 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 actually really I was enraged. Well, I uh, may disagree with what you say, but I will defend to death your right to say it. As yeah, defend uh, her right to say it in our house, Frank. You need to think twice. You have this woman on like once a week on the other side of midnight, one to five, Monday through Fridays. It's a nationally syndicated show. Who is that wench, uh, Lou? She goes by the name of Marlena Shivo. What is her um, expertise that gets her on the show? She is the producer of the Andrew Evilized Cuomo podcast that nobody listens to. It is like one of the worst. I mean, it's just a propaganda piece. Guy never admits to having done anything wrong. He wants to give commentary about everybody else in the world. Well, it always starts with having to acknowledge your own sins. Now, Donald Trump doesn't do that because he's number one in the polls, and he never has. But Andrew Evilized Cuomo is about as low as he could ever get in the minds of potential voters. So you would think he would show some humility. You would think he would acknowledge that his stuff does stink in many ways, but he's never going to do that. He's too pretentious. He's too omnipotent. And just like him, his mini-me, Marlena Schiavo, 
I do a parody about AOC. As you know, I'm at war with AOC, all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the socialists, not even the Democratic socialists. She's a socialist. Who announced that Astoria a month ago is the People's Republic of Astoria because every elected position is uh, run by the socialists. And she was so proud of that. So here it is. Marlena Scheibel, instead of saying, I can learn something from Curtis, he's been doing this 35 years, I'm a rookie, I can't even make the JV with my podcast for Cuomo because it's so boring. And she says he plays it over and over again. It's really bad, it's horrible, it enraged her. Who cares, lady? You're a person of no consequence. And just like in the first two Times that Andrew Evilized Cuomo walked into our house here at WABC. Who was at his beck and call? His little mini-me. Yeah, little Marlena Schiavo with a six-inch stacked heels. In fact, the one time she was actually screening the calls. Like, really? You have her screening the calls? What is this? That's nuts. So he came on one time with John Katzmatidis. He bombed. He struck out looking like Carlos Beltran did. Remember against the Mets? I know this hurts you. You know, Wainwright came in for the Cardinals, and Carlos Beltran struck out looking at that curveball. Well, there were no curveballs here. He bombed on a Friday night, totally bombed, never acknowledged doing anything wrong. Never! Just wanted to criticize everybody else. Biden, the very person that he supported for president. He was the first major Democrat to support Joe Biden for president. Check the analytics on that. There are many, many questions that he has to answer today at four. We've been told that Rita Cosby, our colleague here, was on with John Katzmatidis in the roundtable discussion five to six, Monday through Fridays, and then she has her own nationally syndicated show at night from 10 to 12, Monday through Fridays, that she's going to ask him the tough questions. I hope so. She can do it. There's no doubt about it. But he's got to answer them. He can't do the political rope-a-dope like he's been used to doing over the years. Nope. He's got to take a page out of the recovery book of Anthony Weiner. You remember, Lou, over a year ago, John, who always wants to give everybody a second chance. Oh, yeah, he's like the Al Davis, former owner-operator of the Oakland uh, Oakland Raiders, always gave players a second chance, and he won Super Bowl championships. He was the rebel. Uh, he would always give someone a second chance. And to his credit, he gave Anthony Weiner a second chance, and Anthony joined me on Saturdays, as he does from 3 to 4. And he had to throw himself on the sword and apologize over and over and over, and he continues to apologize more than a year later. Sid Rosenberg is number one in the mornings. Nobody can touch him in the tri-state area. And yet, from time to time, he'll talk to you about the times that he was swallowed up by the belly of the beast. Drugs, women, drinking, decadence, debauchery, and he apologizes a million times. To his father, God rest his soul, his mother Naomi, who joins him from uh, Monticello, where uh, Eric Adams has sent illegal aliens not just to live there and become 
residence within 30 days. Then you got to go to a tenant landlord court to evict him. But to go to Sullivan Community College, we forgot to mention that. They're getting a two-year free ride at the SUNY College. But I digress. And to his wife and to everybody out there listening who has followed the time, the life and times of Sid Rosenberg, I've had to apologize. Everybody has had to apologize in life, except for Trump. He's never apologized. Well, Cuomo is not in that atmosphere. He's not. There's two things I'm hoping that Rita will bring to his attention. I've certainly offered it to her. I've kept these cuts. It's not part of what you would typically think. But this is what Andrew Evilized Cuomo said over and over and over about our beloved country, especially in advance of the Memorial Day weekend. And don't ever say Happy Memorial Day. It's not. It's a solemn occasion to honor our war dead. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. It was never that great. Please, Lou, play that again. It's so insulting. I think everybody has to hear this in advance of his No Hole Bars interview today, 4 to 5, WABC exclusively, the hostess, Rita Cosby. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. I was no fan of Mario Facha Bruta Como, his father. Later on, I was friendly with him when he was lieutenant governor under you, Carey. But his father always sp- spoke about his upbringing in Jamaica. His uh, parents owned the grocery store. They had come from Italy. And he was able to live the American dream. And here's Andrew Cuomo, born with a silver spoon in his mouth, big enough to offset the trade balance between the United States and Red China, born on third base, had the name Cuomo. Everything came easy to him, right? And then he said that America was never that great. Then this one bothers me to know. And he said it in the debate with Molinaro, who was challenging him for the governorship in 2018 who was the Dutchess County executive at the time, Republican candidate. He is now the congressman of that district. He said it twice during the debate. New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. ICE, the Migre, Immigration and Naturalization Service. The federal law enforcement agency formed in the aftermath of the attack on 9-11. We recognized we had porous borders, people overstaying their visas, people illegally coming in. These heroic men and women every day put on a bulletproof vest. They get the, the detainers, the retainers. They come out of a computer and they go after the narco terrorists. They go after the gangbangers, the bad hombres, the sex traffickers, the pedophiles, the sexual assaulters, those bringing in fentanyl. It's the only way to stop the horde that is invading across our borders. Those who are cr- criminally intent in our country and have committed crimes in their country of origin. And when they arrest them, They take them to Vesey Street downtown, the processing center in Manhattan, or out to Elizabeth, New Jersey, the jail there. They eventually stand trial. 
If they are convicted, they serve their time in federal prison here. And the moment they're finished, ICE puts them on a plane and sends them back a one-way trip to their country of origin. They've done that tens of thousands of times, risking their life. Andrew Evilized Cuomo calls them thugs. Kathy Crime Wave Hochul says don't cooperate with them. Eric Adams says don't cooperate with them. It is the first line of defense, and he must address this. I want to hear that one more time. He said it over and over in a debate. People heard that, and he never, ever amended it or apologized. New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. And then a lot of people don't realize his first appearance on WABC was not with John Katzmatita. See, I listen all the time. It was actually with Cindy Adams. Yep. She's on Sundays from 1 to 2. She had him first before John, and she asked him about his dad and him and their personalities. Did your personality do you in? Was that some of it because you're, you've always been tough for everything? You've fought for us all. Is that part of it? The part of it is uh, I was disruptive to the political class. You know, it's funny, Cindy, you remember my father. Yeah, of course uh, I do. God rest of this old Mario Cuomo. He used to say, I don't like politicians. And I used to say, but dad, you're a politician. Don't you ever call me a politician. <laughs> I would say, but you're in politics. I'm not a politician. Uh, and he wasn't a politician. Yes, he was. Yes, you are, Andrew Evilized Cuomo. And yes, I am. You're a politician the moment you shake the hand of the first voter and kiss the first baby. You're a politician. Stop this nonsense. You're not a politician. You've been wine dined in pocket line for years. So was your daddy. Then Cindy asked him the question, and no doubt, Probably uh, Rita Cosby will ask him today about his political future here, now, who knows when. So are you going to make another shot at it someday? Who knows? We take one day at a time, you know. Take take the uh, next day. What about the next day? Will someday you take another shot at it? I don't know. Uh, I'm open to all options. Yeah, he's open to all options. Of course he wants to run again. Of course he wants to run again. He doesn't know what to do with himself if he's not in office calling the shots, and he wants to be the head executive of New York. He doesn't want to be a congressman or a senator. He doesn't want to run for any other position. He wants to be the shot caller. And he he lusts to get back into the executive mansion Right there on Lark Street and into the executive office in Albany to extract his revenge. Remember, he's a believer, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. He will extract revenge. Then Cindy asked him a question I hope Rita doesn't ask him today. I don't want to hear this page six nonsense. Can it be that maybe you're just not warm and fuzzy? How about another new woman in your life? Is it possible? Is it possible? Why? Do you have any recommendation? 
No, but listen, I know people. I mean, I'm, oh, I'm well, interested you know, in helping my friend. Yeah, well, if you know someone, keep me in mind. I don't want any of that small talk. I don't care who you're stupid or not stupid. You better answer serious questions. It's supposed to be a no-holds-bar interview. And then finally, we don't care if you're warm and fuzzy. We don't care. Can it be that maybe you're just not warm and fuzzy? Is that what was needed and wasn't there? First of all, I'm not fuzzy. I don't want to be fuzzy. I don't even know what fuzzy means. I'm from New York. We don't have fuzzy in New York. You need to be honest. You need to come forward and acknowledge you did wrong. There's no perfect human beings out there. Trump never acknowledges that he does wrong. You claim you hate Trump. Although for years... Your family in Briarwood used to go over to the Trump uh, home in Jamaica States and vice versa. Fred Trump, Trump's daddy, was friends with Mario Cuomo, raised money for him. The boys were friends. They had a great relationship. I don't care if you're warm. I don't care if you're fuzzy. I just want you to be truthful. I just want you to purge yourself of all the bad things you did. No cash bail. Let's start with that. You signed it. You could have resisted it. You promoted it. You created this, Mishigash. You got to deal with that. And so much more. So much more. So, ladies and gentlemen, I've I've had it with this guy, Andrew Evilize Cuomo. I've heard him with Cindy Adams first. I heard him with John Katzmatidis. And now he gets a third bite at Red Apple Media on the most powerful news talk station in the nation. The 4 o'clock hour, normally it's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, 4 to 5. He's away today. So we've seen it advertised, a no-holds-barred interview by Rita, who can do it, but it's a two-way street. Andrew Evilize Cuomo must answer readers' questions and not do the political rope-a-dope. He must admit his sins. You go into the confessional. The priest on the other side knows if you're full of bull. We all know, Andrew. And uh, I'm hoping that I can say something good after the interview, 4 to 5. I'll be on with Sid in the morning at 7.05. That'll be my first opportunity to come in publicly. But in advance, I will give you a salute that I think I will end up giving to you after the interview with Rita today at 4. Andrew, ascendeme tu siu provienos facim. And like you, your father, you are. Help me change that today by what you say. Talking about this is the Riffin' Reed. Featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. In 
times of emergency, AM radio could be your only source of information. Tesla and several other car companies are getting rid of AM radio. AM radio is a part of the emergency alert system. Certain auto manufacturers have dropped AM radio. Write your representative now. Go to wabcradio.com slash save AM radio. Sign the petition. Go to wabcradio.com slash save AM radio. That was uh, Chris Libertini, the voice of WABC's PSA, put on by John and Margot Katsimatidis of Red Apple Media in early March, and it's played repeatedly. John and uh, our management here at WABC, Chad Lopez, Emily Panko, traveled the country to start the lobbying effort to make sure that they didn't take AM radios out of the new cars coming off the assembly lines. They went to the FCC in Washington, all the radio broadcasters in Las Vegas, and all of a sudden they created a movement. Today, major victory. Ford Motor Company announced that AM radios will be in every new vehicle coming off of their assembly lines. Any that didn't have it, will suddenly have a software update provided by the Ford Motor Company. Let's give uh, our owner and operator and our management a great round of applause for fighting the good fight as they continue with the other automobile companies to keep AM radio in your new car, to keep active-minded radio alive.